Hey guys, it's Evan from Empire State Conservatives Podcast. Just reminding you to check us out on Instagram at GetRedPillNY, on Facebook at Empire State Conservatives, on YouTube at Empire State Conservative Network, on Twitter at Empire State Cons, and on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Overwatch at Empire State Conservatives Podcast. And make sure you check out our store for all snowflake melting merch at EmpireStateConservativeNetwork.com slash store. Enjoy this episode. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Empire State Conservatives Podcast, episode 118. It is me, your host, Evan, with the All-American Conservative, Solomon Tack, here to tickle your political pickle and fight back against the leftist agenda that is plaguing both New York State and our nation. It is Super Bowl Sunday, so if you're listening to this after that, you already know who won, but honestly, who really cares? No New York teams are playing. But speaking of the Super Bowl attack, we all know... The biggest thing for most people who don't like sports are the commercials. Now, Trump is already set to have ads in the commercials. And apparently, Michael Bloomberg is airing a $10 million anti-gun commercial. Now, this gun commercial is basically his every town. We all know he runs every town. So his little every town, uh, you know, little scumbag piece of garbage. They, they threw out this random stat in this commercial because people have already seen it. And apparently, they are claiming that 2,900 children die from gun-related violence every single year. Now, this stat is not backed up by anyone except for Everytown. But even Everytown admits that this stat includes 18-year-olds and 19-year-olds. And the sob story that they put in this commercial about this, boy, this kid, George, George was 20 years old when he was shot and killed, according to court documents. So, Tack, as always, since you are the biggest Bloomberg fan on this show, I'm going to let you hit this first. First off, I think a lot of people are sick and tired of the NFL being politicized within the the last few years of the politicization of the football league. The the one thing that we all go to for our entertainment so that we can escape the blunders of of real life, of everyday life, and they want to shove down our throats now Gun control. First and foremost, I want to congratulate the 49ers of the pre-congratulations victory because I know they're (laughs) going to pull it out without their star quarterback because they have something to prove. (laughs) That he was fired because he actually sucked (laughs) and they didn't need him from the get-go. For those of you who missed that, we're talking about Colin, I still suck at football, Kaepernick. (laughs) And then uh, my second point to that is the fact that for every town for gun safety to choose this moment in, in life to try to shove their points down our throats and lie to us about it and not even have the fact that they falsified their numbers because they said children, am I correct? Yes, children. 18 children. and 19-year-olds, not children. These are considered legal adults. They're also able to go to war and then all this other stuff. They don't put how many of those were actually taken their lives are taken because of gun violence. They don't put how many of those that they lost their lives because of illegal weapons. They don't put how many of them were involved in any kind of, of drug standoff or any kind of illegal activity they may have been involved in. It's just this, how many people lost their lives due to, to guns. 
But that's what they always throw out there. And it's not even – they don't even look at the other side where when guns are used in defensive situations and someone dies, they include that in the gun deaths, which is fine. But that's an appropriate gun death. If you come in my house with a knife trying to kill me and I shoot and kill you, that's a good – sorry, that is a good gun death. <laughs> I used a gun to protect myself and my family, and I, I killed someone who was trying to do me harm. So this whole issue with gun control, it's, and we talked about this before, it's always put forward by people who know nothing about guns, who know nothing about the system with which gun owners have to go through already in order to get mm-hmm. guns. I constantly talk to people, and they're like, well, they should be doing background checks. I'm like, they already do background checks. You can get arrested for lying on your background check. There is already a system in place. Is it perfect? No. No system will ever be perfect. Nothing in the world, I'm sorry, is ever going to be perfect. People complain about capitalism. Capitalism will never be perfect. But it's the best system we have. The system we have now, despite all the infringements, is the background check system, for the most part, works. So this whole nonsense with people talk about, oh, well, we need more gun control, more this and more that. Gun control does not make anyone safer. Disarming people does not make them safer. And places like every town, when you have, and was it Mothers Against Violence or whatever the hell that other organization is that they're paired up with, they're useless. They operate completely on emotion, and all they want to do is push an agenda. And they have no interest in protecting the everyday person. Because Michael Bloomberg said it himself when he was interviewed. He said, no, you, what are you going to do? Get in a shootout with someone? You don't need a gun. And then the interviewer goes, well, you, to, in order to get here, I had to walk past a lot of men with guns. And he goes, oh, well, that's different. So it's good enough. Guns are good enough to protect Michael Bloomberg, but they're not good enough for us to protect our homes with. So I want to I want to pull on the emotional strings of the every town for gun safety mothers, right? We all know teenagers do stupid stuff all the time. This is just a hypothetical situation, and I would like anybody that hears this to think about. So one of those mothers just so happens to be a legal gun owner. They leave, they go to work, they go to one of their every town for gun safety meetings or, or whatever, right? Or let's just switch it up a little bit. The mom is probably divorced, leaves daughter with dad, dad goes to work. Our daughter decides, oh, I like Jeffrey down the street. Let me invite Jeffrey over while it's just us two. Jeffrey shows his ass and he's a little bit aggressive and he wants to take advantage of, of their daughter. While mom is at her every town for gun safety meeting, dad's a legal gun owner, daughter's now being taken advantage of. She can legally get her hands on her father's weapon and defend herself and keep herself from going through the turmoil of possibly being raped by Jeffrey from down the street. How does that make you feel now being at the every town for gun safety meeting? Are you now happy that your daughter was able to defend herself from Jeffrey down the street? Or does it make you sad because your daughter wasn't able to be taken advantage of and Jeffrey down the street lost his life and it wasn't supposed to happen that way? But we look at it a million times with stuff like this. They claim the police are racist. They claim that the president is racist. They claim that white men are the biggest threat to society. So why on earth would you want to make yourself defenseless? It doesn't make sense. It defies all logic. Well, if we disarm, you know, if we disarm all the white men, then we won't have an issue. How, what makes you think that there aren't – we already know there are tons of illegal guns on the street. What makes you think we just won't get a gun illegally? 
Mm-hmm. It's stupid. It's short-sighted. It's immature. It's stunted thinking to think that disarming people is going to solve anything. It hasn't worked anywhere ever in the history of the world. Gun- violent crime goes up when you take away people's ability to defend themselves. Look at London. Look at Australia. Their violent crime has had steady rises since they've taken away guns. It doesn't work. Some of the biggest gangsters I know come from the, the trailer parks of Florida, from around that area. <laughs> oh, my I'm God. not joking. <laughs> Dude, have you ever watched Florida, Shore? This is a quick side note. Have you ever watched Florida, Shore? I have. Oh, my God. Dude, that show is – its a I hate it because I used to live in that area. It's just it freaking is, sucks. <laughs> it's a complete – train wreck guys if you have not watched Florabama Shore make sure you check it out it will it is the most cringeworthy show you'll ever watch in your entire life and it's it's completely fake because it doesn't show the actual realities of living in that area but uh yeah some of the biggest gangsters I know and they don't buy their guns from any gun store they get really? their guns. People who commit illegal crimes with firearms don't buy their guns through a background check in a store <laughs> They buy it off of one another. They have sawed-off shotguns. They have all that's kinds of You can't have a sawed-off shotgun. That's illegal. Their firing pins are shaved down. Like, I kid you not, they're turning their weapons into fully automatic weapons. And they know the tips of the trade. Like, they know how to get past a lot of things that the law-abiding gun owner would never think of. Would never think of. And they are more armed and better armed, more efficiently armed and equipped than a lot of the legal gun owners, the law-abiding gun owners. And these are just, this is freaking rednecks from, the, from that area, from the Florida-Bama area. They know how to take PVC pipe and turn it into a shotgun. I've seen that too, face-to-face. <laughs> he put a shotgun shell into this pipe and then sent a, a firing pin into the shotgun shell and it fired out from the pipe. But that's, you want to talk about you and I. But the, and that's the other thing. It's everyone wants to use this, not all sports, but especially the NBA and the NFL became this platform for politics. When why do I care what LeBron James thinks about voting? This is a guy who wore a Beto hat. Mm. Your all your opinions are now completely useless to me that you supported Beto O'Rourke who is possibly one of the worst candidates for any office in the history of the world. Mm-hmm. And one of the most useless people who said, who said, first of all, first said, we're not coming for your guns. We just want to make sure you're all safe. And then said, hell yeah, we're going to take your AR-15s and your AK-47s. Like, I don't care what an athlete thinks about politics on either end. And people try to like, get all caught up. It's like when we have a celebrity that supports the president. And I think it's it shouldn't be so much their opinion matters just because they're on our side. It's more that they have the balls to stand up and say, hey, I have an unpopular opinion on this. Mm-hmm. When everyone else in the, NBA, in the NBA or NFL is talking smack about our president, I support him. And to stand up and do that, I think that's the part that should be applauded is to have that opinion. Same thing in Hollywood. People who come out in support of the president in Hollywood – it's a very it can you know ruin your livelihood so, the, so that should be applauded it doesn't mean that their opinion is actually more valid or the reasoning is more valid but it just it's more about just applauding people for standing up against the leftist insanity that is plaguing almost all of pop culture like you have what's her name the blonde hair one Taylor Swift. The terror, yeah 
If they see you knew exactly what I was talking about. She she can't do any wrong in my eyes. Right. Are you, Taylor Swift <laughs> is now like trying to be this huge political force when all of her albums are about terrible choices that she has made with men. All of her albums. So once again, celebrity opinions don't matter any more than yours or mine. And do not take your political advice from, especially from celebrities, especially athletes and singers and movie stars who really don't know anything. But it's just, it's insane. Poorly we're we're, we're going to have to talk about this Taylor Swift thing later, Tack. This is going to be a problem. <laughs> oh, God. You, first AOC, not Taylor Swift. What is this? <laughs> Do you just I, love conflict? I think it's just the it's it's one of those things, man. As a as a, a male, as part of a male species, you have to be able to leave your influence. You know what I mean? I think so Stacey like, Abrams is single. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for her to cook me some dinner. That woman looks like she can cook. She's straight from Georgia. <laughs> we know she can eat. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, guys, moving on to the next section. Next segment, New York State gun control. Dun, dun, dun. Shocking. Uh-oh. More gun control on the docket in New York State. So apparently, the march for more gun laws in New York continues on with another assault on the rights of citizens in what is truly becoming the Empire State. I guess they're referring to the Empire State from Star Wars. I don't know. But the latest is sponsored by State Senator James Sanders Jr.'s Sorry about that. James Sanders Jr. of the 10th Senate District with, you know, 75% Democrats in the state Senate and and in the and in the, the borough. Oh, God, I'm terrible today. Sorry, everybody. But essentially, Bill S7065A01589 would make it mandatory that every gun owner in the state of New York get a mental health evaluation before they could purchase a firearm. This wouldn't be a one-time thing. This would be for every gun. And, of course, these evaluations would have to be held at a location the state of New York's choosing would be at. So, essentially, whenever you go to buy a gun, you would have to come with an evaluation for each firearm. And you would have to go to a state-sponsored area to get firearms. Now, the reason why I want to bring this up is because I actually got in a yelling match one time with a friend of mine about this. So... Uh While he supports the people's right to own firearms, he is a le- he is a liberal, so you know he has stupid ideas about things. And he said that everyone should have to pass a mental health evaluation. So all I said was that's not realistic because who who's going to be able to do these? So if they're state appointed psychologists who are going to do this, let's say the state only appoints people who believe that no one should have firearms. So now I can massively just deny hundreds and hundreds and thousands of people their right to carry a firearm because I don't believe in firearms. This is a terrible bill. This is a terrible idea, and it is completely ridiculous. Anyone who supports this has no idea what they're talking about. This is the easiest thing for the left to exploit, especially since many people in the area of psychology are liberals. So, Tech, what is your your view on this ridiculous policy? Let's take political bias out of it, right? And let's just talk straight up... uh about their chosen career field. Everything is up to interpretation, which is why it's called the practice of medicine. It's medical practice. You have the same thing when you when you look at lawyers and judges. The way they just choose to interpret the law is how they choose to interpret the law. You have doctors who disagree on, on sicknesses all the time. You can go in and say that my knee is hurting. They can take an x-ray and decide you need to put screws in your knees and the next doctor looks at it and goes, what the hell are they talking about? 
All you need to do is ice it and put some Epsom salt on your bath water and you're good. These are, these are the people that you are depending on to go and give people mental health evaluations. I can go in one day and be upset about something that my boss might have told me and all of a sudden come out and they say I'm bipolar and that I should not have a gun. Not that it could be that extreme, but God forbid it could be that extreme one day. This is, you're leaving the individual person, a normal person up to the whims of somebody else's interpretation on their mental evaluation. You got people that come back from Afghanistan, Iraq, uh, Syria now, any of these places, any of these locations where you've had conflict, they may have PTSD. Some people are more severe than others, but because they show some kind of sign of PTSD, they could be normal, highly functioning citizens productive members of the United States and because they show some lame symptom such as knowing where every exit is when they enter a building. Now you're like, oh, no, no, you don't, <laughs> you don't get a firearm. You, you're showing a symptom of PTSD. Yeah, I know. I know where every exit is when I enter a building. Just because we have so many damn active shooters now that are, for whatever reason, choosing gun-free locations, gun-free zones. Now I need to know where my closest exit is at because I'm in a gun-free zone and I can't, I can't carry my gun on me. But it's the same thing. I walk into a restaurant and I'm looking at everybody, trying to size everybody up and looking where the doors are. You know, it's just about being smart about your surroundings. But the other part about this is you, you would have to pay for these evaluations. So let's say I want to go by a handgun, an AR, and a shotgun. I want to be well-rounded. I now have to pay for three mental health evaluations. And the state could decide these guys can charge whatever they want for this. There's no, there's no guarantee it's covered by health insurance. So now I might have to pay two, $300 just for a mental, each mental health evaluation so I can exercise a right guaranteed to me in the Constitution. Once again... They claim that black and brown people, their favorite line, black and brown people, are the most, you know, the poorest of us all. Indigenous. Indigenous. Yes, them too, whatever. You know, that's all nonsense words. But they claim that, they, you know, they're they're disenfranchised and underprivileged. So now you are eliminating these people's right to carry, to own a firearm because they're not going to be able to pay for these evaluations. So once again, the Democrats have shown that they hate poor people, they hate minorities, and they hate the Constitution. Didn't Bloomberg say something racist as hell like that one time that we like blacks don't need black or so I have to further research that because I swear he let something like that out of I know he I know he said that it's taxes taxes are regressive and that's a good thing because then poor people can't afford things that will lower their life expectancy. There we go. (laughs) So what I'm hearing coming from his organizations is that guns and, and things like uh, firearms, defense weapons, not assault weapons, but defense weapons, have a potential of lowering our lifespan. So because we tend to be a little bit more poor, he we need to depend on Big Daddy Bloomberg to nurture us and ensure that we don't have the right to own firearms. That's what I heard. You call him Big Daddy Bloomberg? Is that like when you call a fat guy tiny? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the fucking Hobbit Bloomberg. <laughs> I'm going on I'm an with. adventure to take everyone's guns. <laughs> that should have been his campaign slogan. <laughs> he's the one that, that can't get rid of the ring. Now he's all power <laughs> <The> hungry. <golem. laughs> he's power hungry. And on his damn power trip, he's got all of He wishes so bad that he was President Trump. The ring will eliminate all the guns and then no one can mock me for being so short. He wishes so bad he was President Trump because Trump was he was with Snoop Dogg, Mike Tyson, um, all of the civil rights leaders, all of them. They loved him. He had people coming to him for money. Hillary Clinton, all the rest of them, Nancy Pelosi, all of them asking him for and he gave it to them. You never once seen Bloomberg with any of these people. He never had the, the edge on pop culture. No, I think they just made fun of him on 30 Rock. They put a sheet over a child and said it was Mayor Bloomberg. <laughs> he, had so, he had so much money, but his name will never be in the limelight like Trump's. Well, because he's, trying, he's literally trying off. to buy that now. That's why he's paying for this, this Super Bowl ad, and he's literally trying to buy his way onto the stage for the final Democratic debate, like the, the debates and everything. It's ridiculous. This dude doesn't realize that no one likes him at all. He's spending more money than everyone else combined. And he still is, is not even close to the top in the polls. It, it's, it's ridiculous. Uh, side note, I remember I got yelled at one time when I was working for the campaign. And this is, I was still like wet behind the ears. I haven't proven myself yet. And I was, I was put on a street corner. Like, and, um, they're like, here, kid, just pass these flyers out. So I'm passing the flyers out. And I got sick and tired of trying to pass the flyers out. So it was a, a mainly Jamaican neighborhood. And they told me that in the Jamaican community, like, a lot of people love Bloomberg. So I'm, I'm passing the flyers out. And nobody with any dark skin would take it. So I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'll just pass it to all the white people. And they'll at least, like, acknowledge my presence and take it and then throw it on the floor when I turn my back. Did they call Bloomberg a bombaclot? <laughs> no, they don't, They didn't even take the damn witch from college. And uh, as I'm passing it to the white people and they're like throwing it on the floor as they walk like a little ways down the block, I'm like, I don't care. At least I'm getting rid of my flyers. This Jamaican guy walks up to me and he's like, don't you dare treat people like that. He was watching me the whole time with his grandchild. I had no clue. He was like, that man isn't like that, so why are you being like that and representing him like that? They're not taking the flyers from you because they already plan on voting for him. And I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm like, I had to think about it. You know what I mean? And that was like one of the biggest lessons that I've had when it came to politics is not to judge people. <laughs> like, I'm like, none of these people like him that are black anyway. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm the only anomaly that likes this guy. And now I know there's one thing. A lot of people, a lot of people of color don't like Trump because he's supposedly quote unquote racist. But you adored the person who right now wants to take your rights away. It's ignorance, a, dude. It's straight ignorance. As a quote unquote racist. He true he may not come out and, and say it that I don't like you because of your skin color or anything like that. But he truly looks down on you. He's an elitist. Of, he looks down on everyone. Exactly. Because of his, his 
I don't, not his skin color, but because of his privilege. He honestly feels more privileged than those who are around him because he's lost that much touch in reality, of reality. He's completely out of it. I mean, the only person more out of it is Joe Biden, and I completely forgot I wanted to talk about this. So we're going to talk about this real quick before we get to how dare you. Joe Biden, popcorn. <laughs> Joe Biden said to a potential voter, now I see why your wife left you. <laughs> during during a campaign stop. The guy had a question. He goes, I'll, I'll talk to you later. And the guy says something, which is kind of inaudible. And then Joe Biden just goes, well, now I know why your wife left you. Who? What, Joe Biden is completely brain dead. It's like someone, it's like literally like someone has their hand up his ass, moving his mouth, and then they just press a tape recorder that says stupid crap. How do you say, first of all, he called someone in Iowa fat to his face and challenged him to a push-up contest. He said he lies constantly about his son Hunter that he didn't do anything wrong and no one's ever said that he's done anything wrong. Meanwhile, Hunter Biden has admitted that he probably shouldn't have had the job at Burisma. And now, mm-hmm. right before the primaries, you're telling a potential voter you understand why his wife left him. <laughs> the, this is the best the Democrats have. It's Biden or Bernie. It's a, or Bloomberg. It's a, it's a walking corpse. Don't even bring up that turtle-faced piece of crap. We already talked about him. It's a walking corpse. Or an open communist who's also a walking corpse. What the honestly, if I was head of the Democratic Party, I'd be like, listen, you know what? We're not even going to do the election this year. Trump, you have this one. We're going to go. We're going to retool for twenty twenty four. We don't have anyone to run because anyone they run, it's only going to hurt their case for the future. Mm-hmm. It's really dumb because if Biden runs, it's like, all right, well, Biden's like kooky and he's running out of steam and he's dying. But if Bernie somehow gets the nomination. You really just propped up an open communist as your presidential candidate. It's it's going really far downhill for the Democrats, and they don't realize it. And they need, if they want to have a party at all, speaking to any Democrat who's listened to this, you really need to tell you need to not vote for these candidates. You don't have to vote for Trump. You should vote for Trump because he's the best candidate. But do not vote for these candidates. The same thing in New York State, where I talk to people. Do not vote for rhinos because it gives your stamp of approval that you approve of this candidate. And then the party will continue to run these candidates. So if you keep voting for AOC and you keep voting for Bernie and you keep voting for pieces of crap like Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib, those are the people your party is going to prop up. If you want to have actual candidates, leave the Democratic Party. No, but don't vote for these people. Send a clear message that you're not, you're not supporting these people just because they're a Democratic candidate. Now, what I find funny is uh, Bernie Sanders literally only has the smallest pocket of society. He's got really old apologetics, and then he has the student left. Who are all open communists. Who are all open communists. Those people that did the whole, what is it, uh, FTP J31 thing in the subway. Yeah, that garbage. I'm not, we're not even going to acknowledge that with a full story. Those are the people that are supporting Bernie Sanders. Everybody else who are further to the right, but still on the left-hand portion of the, the scale, don't want anything to do with them. So I can almost, I can almost call it what you're going to see come November is going to be a huge push from the right to get to the polls, 
You're gonna show. You're gonna see really polling numbers, really low poll numbers because of that. You're gonna have a huge push from the right to get to the polls because we understand how important it is for people to go to the polls and ensure that President Trump wins in November. We know we have to get out there because of how they're gonna set the polls up, the poll numbers up. We understand that, or at least I hope to God we do. But on the left, if they prop up Bernie Sanders, all of those who don't fall on that far left-hand spectrum, they're not going to vote. They're just going to stay home. Yep. And you're going to see the lowest poll numbers that you've ever seen on the left. You're going to see a whole bunch of teenagers out at the polls trying to intimidate people. You're going to see all of those. Uh, oh, I wish, I wish they would. I <laughs> wish one of those little commie soy boy cucks would say something to me. Oh my God, I'm going to walk in with my don't let fear take your freedom shirt and this hat on. And I hope one of those little soy boy cucks comes up to me. You should vote for Bernie Sanders. Like you should go back and crawl up your mother's cunt. <laughs> and and we just it. got kicked off of every major platform. <laughs> they're going to try it. I promise you they're going to try it come November. I hope they do. But like I said, you'll see the lowest poll numbers that you've ever seen come from the left. They're going to have freaking Jack and Rose from Titanic is going to have to vote. They understand that. <laughs> Speaking of low polling numbers, let's get to how dare you. How dare you? Everyone's favorite gap-toothed politician, Stacey Abrams, who just happens to look like Mike Tyson in a wig. How dare you? She'll be president by 2040, if she's still alive. Here's quick. People can come in. This is the question we've been ending on with people. Yes, ma'am. Do you think the country will elect a woman president in the next 20 years? Yes. Absolutely. Do you think they'll elect a black woman? Yes. Absolutely. Do you think they'll elect you? Yes. I do. (laughs) That's my plan. And I'm very pragmatic. Now, Tech, this is a woman who still thinks that she is the rightful governor of Georgia. 2040 is about 20 years away. It's actually exactly 20 years away. If this woman is still alive, do you think she has any shot of being in any political office ever, let alone president? See, the, the funny thing is that she thinks she understands what's going to be happening in the nation in come 2020. It, it's going to be such a different country to look at come 2020. See, after November, we have to start looking into what we want. From We'll, we'll be good. We can coast come November and Trump is reelected. We have to start looking to pass Trump after that. What do we want? How do we want to set it up once it's time for the next election? Who do we want in office? Do we want Ted Cruz in office? I pray to God Ted Cruz runs. Oh, I'm, I'm down for Ted Cruz. <laughs> Ted Cruz has went from looking like Garfield to being just a complete badass now. Especially Cruz. like his impeachment hearings. He has been on fire. You see, 2024. They, you see Cruz did the Pelosi clap on the floor of the Senate? I saw he was like, who did it better? (laughs) But no, I don't think she has any chance in hell in running. And if she runs at any point in the future, even though I know I don't have a chance in hell at winning, I will just fucking run just because she's running. Solomon Tack versus Stacey Abrams on stage (laughs) at the debate. And I'll do it just so that I control her every step of the way. Uniqua, I need you to run. Okay. How dare you? We're going to sing the Backyard Again's theme song the whole time. And I'm going to uh, promise you, I'm going to show up everywhere you're at. And I'm going to ask, did you cook that peach cobbler for me yet? 
That's all I want. You look like you can cook, Uniqua. You should show up and start throwing ping pong balls. (laughs) How dare you? So there you have it. I doubt her ability to run so much that I believe I can run and win for president before she does. Oh, 100%. This woman is completely delusional. Like I said, she still thinks that she's the rightful governor of Georgia. This woman is completely insane. This is a woman who who ran on a platform of illegal immigrants, paying for illegal immigrants' college, and abolishing ICE. She is one of those far-left people. She just doesn't come off that way because she's a big, fat, sassy black woman. But she's not even that sassy. If she was sassy, at least she'd be entertaining. But she's not. That's true. But she runs on a, on a, on a platform that no one wants. The only person who ran on a platform like that and won was AOC because no one in that district voted, and it's New York City. You're not getting that in Georgia. Now, especially not say why, and you're not getting that for the presidency, which is why if, if Bernie is the you know, nomination for the Democrats, he will get crushed. Absolutely, because no one wants these programs. They, always, they run on this stuff like pie in the sky, and it never works. Anytime a Democrat tells you they're running on policy, be very, very careful because their policies all suck. Now, what, what sucks is, and I don't want this to come out the wrong way. Because it's I going to, it. so just say it. I love Georgia. Georgia has very smart people. And I know this for a fact. And they have peaches. Because I I frequent Georgia all the time. I also frequent Spartanburg, South Carolina. But Georgia also has a part of the population which is low information when it comes to voting. And they see in Atlanta. They see skin color and that's what they gravitate toward, right? May or may not be in Atlanta, but we're not going to go there. It might not be in a very specific part of it. <laughs> it might not be in a very specific part of central Georgia, you know, but what got me was that picture of the Black Panthers with their guns and every, with their rifles and everything else slung. But then they had like Stacey Abrams <laughs> signs up and her pictures up. And this is right after the time she said she doesn't think we should be able to own assault rifles and that she is very willing to take them away. She's stupid, and voters are stupid, especially if you vote Democrat. I don't know why anyone votes Democrat for a legitimate reason. Every time I ask someone, they're like, well, I believe, you know, in, like, in African-American rights. I'm like, they have all the rights. Everyone has all the rights in this country. We're done with this whole rights thing. Everyone has the same rights. Equal protection under the law. Everyone has the same rights. Gay people can get married. They have the same rights. Everything, everyone's equal now, okay? In terms of rights, it will never be a completely level playing field. Stop voting for people who bankrupt cities and want to take away your rights and just spend your tax money and raise taxes and spend it on people who don't work. You know what? It's February. Talk about rights, right? Martin Luther King did so much shit for the... the commu- every community as a whole. Let's not even just talk about the black community. He did a lot for every community as a whole across the United States. And what have you done with it? Welfare? About, uh, <laughs> housing I'm, I'm rights. I'm trying to put myself into this segment right here. Re- removing discriminatory housing practices in Chicago. That's what one of the things he did. He went to Chicago himself, stayed in tenements and slums, and removed discriminatory housing practices. What have you done with it in Chicago? 
besides fucking shoot each other. That, that, that's about it. And I have a question for you. So I'm really about to go. I'm going full bore right now, putting myself into this segment. Tech, do you think that Black History Month is racist? How dare you? Know, I you? think any of that shit is racist and sexist. There's a Pride Month in the middle of my birthday month. This I mean, this is my birthday month. Wait, can, can it be like, I want this to be the Second Amendment Rights Month. Let's go. Gun Rights so, Month is the new month for February. You just really set me off here. So we got Pride Month in June. Everywhere you go in New York City, Midtown, Uptown, Downtown, doesn't matter. There's a pride flag. Every time you go into even children's place, you got rainbows on kids' clothes. It's February, right? It's black. The liquor store near me sells some beer that has like some gay pride beer. I'm just like, I want to drink <laughs> beer. I, I don't care. I don't care. I don't want. I don't want to do this. Just sell me some beer. I want to get drunk. That's it. I want to <laughs> sit down. I want to watch <laughs> hockey and I want to drink. Why do you have to shove? Wait, what is this? I was in. Uh, what? What is it? Sign, Does the beer sign make you or... gay? I don't. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> it makes you want to pull. Does the beer make you into Mike Bloomberg? But I went into, to, what is it, Sinai Hospital or whatever it's called. Mount Sinai Hospital? Yeah, my yeah. mom used to work there, actually. So I go, I get on the elevator. It's Saturday, right? There's a complete elevator that says it's going to stop on every floor because it's the time of rest and you shouldn't have to press any buttons. All right, I'll take that. Oh, because it's Jewish hot, yeah. <laughs> Shabbat Shalom. Uh, North, Northwell does the same thing, I think. Get to the bottom floor. I'm going to go get me some coffee. Tell me why every sleeve had the damn uh, the pride flag on it. Every sleeve. Because there's an agenda. And it's Shabbat. You know what I mean? It's Dude, Saturday. We're going to talk about this more when we have the guys from the Urban Conservative Podcast. I was on their show this week. Um, they're going to talk about the Billy Porter on Sesame Street. We're going to save that. We're saving that for next – for during <laughs> the week. Wait, but- I – I didn't finish the point, though. So. Yeah, finish your point before anyone starts getting too crazy. So, in February, so June, you see pride flags on everything, every piece of clothing, everything. Come February, do you see a Pan-African flag on any article of clothing? Are all of these companies going above and beyond to celebrate Pan-Africanism in the United States? They're not, because these months are excuses to build on whatever is trendy at the time. It's not a time to, to really educate you and, and build on that community or whatever it's supposed to be representing. It's the time to take one group and place them above all other groups. So yes, you have Black and Hispanic, LGBTQ plus in a community, but you're taking those and you're placing them above any other group, whether it be a sexual orientation or an ethnic group, and this is who you're celebrating, and overly celebrating. I've seen a pride flag in New York flying above the American flag. That's a big no-no. No flag flies above the American flag. Everyone knows that. I've seen dirty-ass American flags and clean-ass rainbow flags. Well, you saw when they that guy burned the pride flag, they charged him with a hate crime. But burning the American flag is part of free speech. Which is fine. If you want it, if it's free speech, then it's free speech. But then burning a pride flag is not a hate crime. It's also free speech, people. Mm-hmm. All right, before we talk too much about gay people, um, guys, if you like the show, even if you didn't like the show, please rate, subscribe, you know, leave us a review. 
um, share this with anyone who's a conservative or even a liberal who you're trying to kind of, you know, push them towards the correct side. As we all know, the right side is the correct side. But, you know, it's there are a lot of issues coming up in this this year. And we have to make sure that we take back the state government in New York. We have to make sure that we take back the House in Washington. These are things that have to be done if we really want to push the country in a direction that's going to leave it in a sustainable way. Because the left has had these ridiculous policies, we can't allow them to govern. We really can't at this point. They're not, they're not reasonable. They're not pushing anything that's going to help anybody. It's only stuff that's going to hurt us in the long run. So, guys, make sure you share this, like, subscribe, visit our website at EmpireStateConcernNetwork.com um, slash store if you want to look at any of our merch. We have this hat, this shirt, much different colors. We have a whole bunch of stuff. All the money goes back into spreading the message and helping bring people to the realization that, yes, you may not like the Republicans, but the right side is the right side, and the Democrats are completely insane. One, one last thing. Corn Pop, if you're listening, we have a Joe Biden problem. <laughs> we need you to come out and help. Just help. One time. Brush his leg hair up in the pool. Whatever you have to do, <laughs> get out here. That's it. Oh, God, guys. So, guys, once again, <laughs> thanks for listening. Please like and share this with everybody. It helps us when you listen. Um, for that, Jeffrey Epstein did not kill himself. And don't let fear take your freedom.